welcome to our podcast. We're all sucking on mints because we all had coffee this morning, and so we don't want you to have our coffee breath. Smell welcome it. to Nash Chat. We, we finally came up with a, a branding for this that we're going to use, and uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics. In, in the um, past, we've, we've kind of focused on sermon, and, uh, and, and we like doing that. We'll still talk about sermon some, but there's a lot of different things that we, we believe would be good to, to talk about. And, and uh, maybe you have a topic as you're listening to this that uh, you'd like us to, to kind of broach or, or consider. And we'd, we'd love to hear from you and uh, how we can um, help you as we go through these conversations. And, and we do this because we believe that discipleship happens in the midst of conversation. That uh, too often we get so focused on uh, on presentation or program, uh, but we are discipled. I've been discipled. You've been discipled uh, in the midst of conversation. So we, we think that this is a model of that, that, that as we have these NAS chats, uh, there's a discipling element. Even as we talk with each other, we learn from each other. For sure. sure. And we hope you do the same thing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, today we're going to talk about moms. Uh, Mother's Day is Sunday. And so Josh and I are going to speak on our wealth of understanding of what it means to be a mom. Uh, no, we're, going to, we're going to pepper Mara with questions. And so uh, we have scripture. You're going to enjoy this way too much. <laughs> and so these are, yeah, Mara, we're, we're looking for your wisdom. Uh, Boy. And so uh, we, I thought we'd start with a scripture, which is one of those scriptures that if I was a woman, I wouldn't like, because <laughs> it's like this lady does everything. But I, I think it's a, I think that it's a good way to start. I don't know, Josh, do you have it up on your phone? I do. Why don't you read it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, here we go. Proverbs 31, uh, starting verse 10. <clears throat> An excellent wife who can find. I found one. For, <laughs> no, that's not true. Oh, hey, Chelsea. <laughs> she better watch that. No. Uh, an excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her, her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the dis, distaff, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. All right, well, let's just 
Let's just start with the questions. <laughs> Martin, does this scripture depress you or lift you up? <laughs> well, every time I come to the scripture, it's really ironic. Because again, you guys know I was homeschooled. And my whole um, high school curriculum, not my whole high school, but there was like an overarching and a lot of it came down to kind of working through just like a lot of what does this look like to have an end in mind. Like I always wanted to be a wife and mom. And so knowing that there were a lot of things that would help me to step into that stage of my life well. When I read through this though, I'm like, I don't like, sometimes I'm like, this can't be all the same woman, right? Because like, I feel like there are a significant, no, 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 not even that he had multiple voice, but like, the, is this just more of like an overarching, like these are all characteristics or that you are only a wife of noble character if you do all of these things. And so I feel like there's maybe some tension there, but then also there's times I've read through this and I've been like, yep, all of that. And it's only lunchtime. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of this, like, for me, being a wife and mom often just means being ready to react and um, and diffuse and deal with any situation that comes at me, um, and that that I serve my family well by by being prepared to do that. That's good. Good. What What do you see as the? I mean, I think you're right. I mean, it's all these things. I mean, it's like they can overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. But there's a common thread in that. What do you, What do you see as the common thread in that scripture? You know, you, as you've considered this as a a woman of noble repute, uh, what are the common characteristics that stand out to you? Um, I think that it's care for others and the preparation and all of the things often have an eye towards others first. And like she ends up having what she needs, but it's because she's prepared and supplied other people's needs first, mm. which that I totally am reading through the lens of that is just my personality. Right. And so if I run out of time, well, then that must have meant that I didn't need anything. Right. <laughs> So and then and I think which, that's go ahead. Uh, like, which is Christ likeness, right? <laughs> so I hope like, so, yes. so like, uh, this is where man, I, I just this is tough. Um, well, I, I, like I, I struggle just grasping these concepts from uh, an egalitarian point of view, where mm -hmm. like, uh, as opposed to compliment, that's just who we are. Like, as in, in the Wesleyan tradition, we're we're egalitarian. So like this setting this up and this differences is, is just so like as i'm listening to this like i'm just like so christ is the model just like christ is the model for men right <laughs> and so i'm just like uh just i don't know i'm just trying to to think through that um because when i hear you say like these common themes that you're seeing here are other centered mm -hmm. right and and serving and it's like yeah that's that's what christ mm -hmm. calls all of us to but isn't it fair? Um, you know, I think of my, me and Terry. Mm -hmm. Terry and I, the way we care for the boys is different. Um, you know, there, there's a different, you know, I, she's far more, um, not that I, I shouldn't be gentle, but she's far more gentle in the way she, she pushes yeah. and, and pulls. So I, I, so I think there is, I don't think it's, I don't think this is saying uh, that, um, see, I think the lens is, oh, that's saying less or more. I don't think it's less or yeah. more, it's just different. And, uh -huh. and, and I think that, you know, so when we're wanting to have kids, you know, Terry's desire for kids and what she's thinking is completely different than mine. 
uh, and, you know, and, and I see that as she's mm -hmm. she's cared for them. Uh, rocking, you know, I've talked about that. Rocking is, is that thing. <laughs> Terry would rock them for hours, and when it was time to break them from rocking, it uh -huh. was me because I was counting rocks. Yeah. Right? Two, three. Yeah. Not that I didn't yeah. love them, mm -hmm. but I was completely different sure. than Terry. Yeah. Um, and so, like, for me then, that like, like I'm challenged. Then how can I be more gentle? Because gentleness is not a male or female thing, right? Right. Because I like it's one of the fruits of the spirit, mm -hmm. right? And so it's not like a fruit of the spirit for females. And so like I'm gentle in a different way. Uh huh. I gentle when I'm smacking through the wall. Right. Yeah. See, I, and I, I guess I, I, I'll. I'll I'll reject some or I'll be the devil's advocate here. I think men and women are different and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think mm -hmm. it's a good thing. I think they, you know, who Terry is adds to who I am and who mm -hmm. I am adds to who she is. And and I think that, um, you know, when, when you look at the creation of Adam and Eve, that the original uh, language of creation is not binary, I don't believe. That Adam is not defined uh, in a sexual way. I, I believe that's the, the, mm -hmm. the original language. And then you have this split and then you have this binary. And, and so I, I think that men and women, it, it's not that one's lesser or better. I, I think that we are meant to complement one another. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't see that. I, I know may, maybe, maybe I'm old school and, and maybe it's good as we have a different generations here. Maybe I'm old school on that, but I, I just see it as, as, both of it's good. It's not an either or. It's an and. We, we need both. Mm -hmm. um, does that make any sense? Yeah. You don't absolutely. have to say that just because. Absolutely. No, I mean, it totally makes sense. Um, like I'm just thinking through this in, in, in terms of, I don't want to hijack. I'm only going to be able to speak from a lens of that I am a stay at home, right. homeschooling mom. Right. Like, I, I mean, so my. Yeah the way that our family works is not going to be the same as everybody. Right. So, and so that, and so that's what I think that, that was, I think the point that I'm, I want to try to make here um, is that, that idea of complimenting each other. Yes. But what that looks like in, like, like, I, like I, I know stay at home dads, you know what yeah, I mean? And I so like, that. and so that like, if that role is reversed, like there's, that's not less than, mm -mm. Um, but it's still, and it's still, Compliments, um, but what that complimenting looks like and who takes on what role, I see a little bit of fluidity there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, Terry has never all. stayed at home. Um, well, she was some, some she wasn't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some she worked at home, some, you know. And so, you know, when I went to the ministry, I took on a lot of those. Yeah. You know, the kids were with me more than her. Yeah. And, but, but I, she still, was a different voice for them than my voice. For uh, sure. You know, Absolutely. So, so the care, you know, that, that can, and, you know, Terry felt a lot of guilt because when we were growing, you know, when we were young with kids, it was like, well, you weren't even Christian <laughs> if you're working outside the home. And, uh, and you know, she's gifted at that. That You know, she got her education and she was gifted at it. Not that you, you got your education yeah. too and chose that. But, I mean, there there is some, it needs to be fluid. That, yeah. but, but even in that, I, her voice was different than mine. Now, Mara, let's get back to you. Yeah, no, because I mean, <laughs> I think so that cool. sometimes in that egalitarian thing, it feels like if I say that, then I have to reject all aspects of this idea right. that 
that Ryan and I compliment each other. No one would ever sure. look at you and Chelsea and be like, oh, exactly the same person, equal in every way. You have the same. Like, they would be like, oh, no, I can see where there's yeah. a complementary yes. effect here. And because there is such a wide variety in personalities, both male and female, then when you find that person that I feel like you are the strongest team when you both play to your strengths. Mm-hmm. And when you compliment each other. And I mean, even like looking at some of these things, it's like, well, she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. Like this is a, this is a mom boss. I mean, like she's one that she's making money. She's like, and so this isn't just totally diminishing her to household work. Like there is, I think there's room for, for all of it Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. And I agree though. Those characteristics weren't, wouldn't be bad for a father or a man as well. It's it's not, I do believe the characteristics, but I I believe that the caring, uh, I mean, is, is, is what he's talking about is, is, or what the proverb writer is talking about. All of us need to to be caregivers. Nobody's immune from giving care. Um, but I know some women read this and they're like, well, that's not fair. They didn't mention anything about what husband's supposed to be like. And I'm like, well, read the whole rest of Proverbs. It's basically telling your husband how not to be a fool. Yeah. Like, so uh-huh. I think that there's a lot to be said for, for sure. okay, just because women got this whole beautiful section of scripture as a calling up to our full potential. I don't think that that has to be, yeah. oh, well, this is my checklist. Like, I, I guess I am thankful. Like when I read this and go, wow, like if... Like if I would do these things for my husband, if I serve my family in this way, like that not only does it bring glory to God, but it also brings honor to my husband and it brings honor to my family that I would serve them this way. Can we can we acknowledge though that like that reaction likely comes from some sort of from a male perspective, like putting on a female of like this is who you have to be. Oh, absolutely. And I think we should always speak out against men who have misused their position of leadership and um, authority. And I I think that that's some, yeah. So like, yeah. And so, but I don't always want to react because that's not been my experience. Like, I don't want to be like, well, no man's ever going to like, because absolutely that has been abused and misused. And men have taken many opportunities to completely divert from God's design for how they faithfully loved and yeah, led and served sure, their wives. For sure. Um, and so in that context where, mm-hmm. where that has been experienced, like you read this and it's like, oh. it's just another, another checklist that, right. that I have to do for, for the guys. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the scripture. And I can't remember. It's in Ephesians where Paul talks about women submitting. And, uh, you know, that's not something, you know, <laughs> that's not something you can't cause submission. You can't force submission. Mm-hmm. That's not submission. That's mm-hmm. subject subjugation. Right. Uh, but submission is something that someone can decide to do. Mm-hmm. And it, Dan Walters would say, people, you know, husbands would come to their wives and say, you have to submit. He'd say, well, you need to read that scripture on. You've got to drop dead. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next thing to call for the man is to be willing yeah. to, to yeah. die yeah. for it, lay down yeah. his life. And so, you know, there, there's a call for men and women in the mm-hmm. scripture. I mean, and, and when men ignore their call and expect women to mm. to live sure. by scripture but they don't live by sure. the scripture that, that's ridiculous yep, that's and when right. women expect men to, to live by scripture but don't live by scripture so there's a give and take mm-hmm. and you know all of us are called to submit to one another i mean right. i don't know how we got on that passing i got us on that but all of us are called to submit to one another all of us are called to be sacrificial for yep. one another and so i don't, I don't see that as as mutually exclusive no and, and until they have been misused. Mm-hmm. 
they've been misused in a very and still are and still are yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know even you know I've probably even uh, used them in, in ways that, that aren't completely right you know I do my best but you know I'm sure as a pastor I've not been perfect uh, but I, I I think it's also I, you know just to go back it's a mistake to not play to our strengths yeah to be who we are um, for sure you know I you know in our church we recognize and have accepted women in the ministry and I think that's a good thing because what I find have found in my life is women tend to be more naturally empathetic <laughs> uh, not not that I don't try to be empathetic but even and I'll, I'll say even in the practice of law I worked with um, women and men and what I found in the practice of law was typically not always but typically the woman women lawyers were far more empathetic with clients mm -hmm. than the male lawyers and I think in the church you find that women pastors have a far greater ability to empathize than me that's something I'm trying not that I yeah. can't do it but I think it's true yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> and again like a, so like I'm just feel like Empathy was a characteristic of Christ, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, I don't know, like, do we have to just accept that, that a female is more empathetic than me? Or is that a call to like, as I pursue Christ's likeness, mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like, no, I think it's, so I don't like, I, yeah, yeah I, I think the danger in this is to, to just settle for, oh, a female is naturally more gentle or more empathetic and I'm just. A tough guy like and yeah. i am who i am you know what i mean but i think like, we need to take that a little further so a female is naturally more empathetic should be raising sons that are more naturally empathetic. Right. like could we speak to there may be space that jesus his empathy also could very could come out of his nurturing and his mom teaching him and mm -hmm. showing him what compassion looks like right. like so yes he he's the son of god and he has all those characteristics mm -hmm. but also what space is there for the fact that it, his mom would have been someone he spent a lot of time with. Right. And if she was displaying that natural empathy and calling him into that as well, mm -hmm. that he is going to develop that. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that there's a space for, well, it's not funny to watch my kids destroy things. It's not just, oh, boys will be boys. Mm -hmm. well, like, no, I reject that. I, I expect that I'm raising boys who show compassion for all living things, who mm -hmm. don't just take that it's their yeah. space to come in and blow the place up. Yeah, for sure. So I agree with Josh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just empathize with your your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> you think but no, dumb, I mean I think right? we need to we need to encourage empathy right. in men and women, and yeah, I right. think that it's a lot of our culture speaking into well, men aren't empathetic. Well, right. they might not naturally be, yeah, but right. we can call them up in the places that they That's are. Right. That's right. And yeah. I've gotten better at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes. I think um, having a wife can really help with that. I mean, there's times when, I, I mean, like, and yeah, Brian and I will just have seen a situation differently, and I'll be like, oh, did you notice this? And he's looking at me like we were having a totally different conversation, sure. and he wasn't 100%. even there. Yeah. And so the beauty is I can sometimes speak that into him. And simply, like, with me, he'll say something. I'm like, well, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But again, that's where For we sure. but, but see, that's the draw. It's not that it's an excuse for not having empathy. It's a recognition that maybe somebody is better in tune with that. And if we recognize that, that should not, it's not an excuse for us not to practice empathy. Right. But it's in that recognition, it could give us space to grow in our empathy. Yeah. Which is a picture of the whole body of Christ, right? right. And so, I mean, we're, we're talking about a marriage here, but like that's, I mean, that's the, the, body, of the, of the body of Christ in yeah. that we we call each other to something more and we 
you know, we invite them to something more and uh, I can learn something that I'm not naturally good at by spending time with someone who is and calls me to something. And we, and we only spend time with people that are just like us. Yeah. It, it, it stunts our spiritual growth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what are some the challenges you feel are unique to a mom? Oh, I mean, just from personal experience or talking with other friends that are moms, I think so often we talk about there's, there's almost like this mental load that is constantly like, and again, this is, I'm going to speak mostly for me, but like I keep up with the doctor's appointments. Who needs this vitamin? Who needs this? Um, I'm doing the grocery shopping. I know what we're eating dinner. Like that there's always just this overarching to-do list, things that are happening that um, like Ryan in a lot of ways is just completely unaware of. I mean, he's talked about doing a spreadsheet for bath times and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. We cannot do it. Like if you want to go for it. Right. So I think in a lot of ways, there's just like all of these moving parts, especially when you have kids involved that um, so often just as the mom, like I'm like, yeah, I pick up the slack there. I'm going to do this and I'm going to make sure. And um, so sometimes I just feel like there's like that mental load where I'm like, Everything I, I I can tell you which laundry is where and where like, and I didn't even start any of my work for the day. There's right. just already this understanding of who needs breakfast and who's already eaten and who's brushed their teeth. And um, so for me, that's what a lot of my day looks like as a mom is just trying to keep track of all of that, but then also to be like, oh, today I have other tasks that I have to accomplish. Podcast. <laughs> I, I I just think, I'm thinking of the state of the union where they have the uh, the the counterpoint. I think we need oh, yeah, to get Ryan like 15 minutes after this is over. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I hope I'm not saying anything unfair. No, I think he would not. say the same, the same thing not. that we both you're... kind of have our domains. I mean, he would tell you that I have no idea how much money is in our retirement account. So he completely keeps all those balls rolling right. in every aspect. And I definitely do more of the other house and the kids. And... That's good. How can we, um, okay, let's think about this. As with all that you, you carry, as as a, as a mom, what what do you what do how can men help or how how do men how do we participate? What where are we lacking? <laughs> Not Ryan. No, no. Ryan would lack none of these areas. He is wonderful, and he will pick up on the housework. Yeah, he just. Uh, I think sometimes, like with anything, having awareness and like a, an honest discussion with each other. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme where the guy comes home from work and like the house is literally destroyed and the mom is just sitting there on the couch and he goes, well, what happened? And he goes, she goes, well, every day when you come home and you ask me, what did I do today? Today, I didn't do any didn't of do, it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like sometimes just like coming to that, um, I remember when Ryan used to work in Dublin, he's been home for about a year now, but sometimes on his way home, like he's wanting to catch up on his day and tell me all these things. And I'm like, it's, it's like witching hour in our house. Things are burning down. I'm trying to cook dinner. And so like finding that that was not our best time to uh, catch up with each other. Cause then he would come home and now I'm stressed because I put off cooking dinner cause I was on the phone. Um, so I think sometimes just like, it's helped a lot him just having more of an awareness of, of what goes on throughout the day. And and I think the funny thing is, is, I, is I'm putting myself in Ryan's shoes. He's probably thinking, now I'm having this healthy conversation with her. And yeah. This is, this this is, is what I've been told I'm supposed to right, do. Right, right. This, this is what she wanted. Time. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And see, from a That's man's perspective, I, you sometimes just have to tell us. 
Because <laughs> we just don't. Because we don't have empathy. Because <laughs> we are, you know, sometimes we're a little bit slow in the uptake. So it's just better to say, hey, I got to get off the phone and do all the things that need to be done. Uh, uh, what else? How else can we help? Um, I mean, the times that I love Ryan the most is when I watch him love our kids well. I mean, I feel like those are the times when I'm like, just, just step in anything, any, like take them out in the backyard, um, recognizing that we are a team. Like I'm, I'm not the overall referee. I'm not the one Like I'm, I do just wait keep, till your father gets home. Right. I do keep <laughs> our kids or I keep our routines, but I'm not the final word in that. And so like to have that freedom and to just be like, no, like lead us, like lead us well. And that is how you love me. That's good. Josh, I'm just giving you space. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't have to Let's talk about dreams. Your your dreams for your kids, um, at, from a, from a, and like, you know maybe fathers' dreams and mothers' dreams shouldn't be different. But is there a different way you see, um, or or would like to see in their life? What 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 are the the big expectations, the big dreams you have for for your three awesome kids? This might be totally like unpopular, but like I absolutely like do not care what jobs my kids end up growing up and having like I have no expectations I'm like I look at them and I'm like certain things where I'm like man like I could see you doing this I could see you but I have like zero amount of effort that I've invested in caring about what their profession ends up being I just care so much that they grow up to love the Lord and to serve him and to serve other people and that when other people look at them they see they see Christ lived out. And um, so I feel like oftentimes I'm like, I feel like my kids' integrity and their character, like that is what keeps me awake mm-hmm. at night. How do I shepherd that well? And, um, but yeah, people joke about Emerson being a politician or a pastor or whatever. And I'm like, he can love Jesus both places. That that's, does not matter to me. I don't care if they go to college or not. Like I, those types of things just do not keep me awake at night. Do you, so just as a more driven kind of like that's your personality, right? Like success driven. Did you, did you, or do you have a, a different perspective? No, no, we, 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 we were pretty open with the boys. What do they mm-hmm. feel like they want to do? Um, you know, Dylan, um, you know, got a music degree and, uh, and you know, I wasn't one way, well, you know, how are you going to get a job? Yeah. And then, when, then he got out and he, he decided he wasn't going to do the music stuff. And he's, yeah. he's doing different things. Well, yeah. now he's wanting to do the music stuff. Right. What, 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 I, what I found with kids, this is just my personal opinion, and it's based on my life, is, is I think it's good for them to have a degree, but chances are they're going to change and shift at some point. Accountants don't typically shift. But every other career, I mean, you know, I've been a pastor. I've been a lawyer. Uh, you know, I'm doing lawyer stuff again. And, and, and so kids will typically shift. And so, you know, what, what, I, what I wanted to see them do is, you know, you know just continue to, to pursue and grow. I think that's what matters. I, in no particular field. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard a, um, a commencement speech one time that I thought was pretty good. Where we always tell kids to to um, pursue what they love, and uh, the the speaker suggested love your opportunities, mm-hmm. and so you know you'll get all sorts of opportunities if you just love those opportunities. You'll, yeah. you'll end up being a lot more more happy. Mm-hmm. I would say this: um, I always thought that your kids would grow up, they'd move out of the house, and the worry would stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, it was a lot easier when they were in the house. Yep. 
Yeah. When they're out of the house, you have no control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the loss of control and knowing <laughs> when they are, where they are and what they're doing, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Um, a lot harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. That's good. What yeah, about no, you? I, I, I just, like we've kind of, we've made our, our family, I don't know, goal or whatever or motto, I don't know, is that... Uh, we're kind, we're encouraging, and we choose love, whether it's hard or easy. Uh, and and so like that's that's what I think about too. Is like uh, <laughs> I don't care. If, like you don't want to like and and like that comes and part of that's my personality too. Is like oh like you're he's not striving to be the best student in his class. And I'm just like okay, <laughs> like there's more to life than right. than school. Um, and so but yeah, it's just that that desire to like. That's cool. Okay, maybe maybe they weren't trying so hard today, but were they kind to their, right. their classmate? Mm-hmm. Like that's the stuff that I'm like, let me. I want to know how that's going. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's you know driven from Jesus. Like I want mm-hmm. you to know Jesus, and that, and then that and that's why you're you're kind and encouraging and choosing mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like just all that stuff, like all the <laughs> the success and the what you do, and like yeah, I. Here's some pushback I'll give you guys on this. And you can you can reject, say, I'm all yeah. crazy. What I found is that this generation has a extreme fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I never could, I could care less about failure. I mean, I've done uh-huh. lots of things where I failed at. And what I'm seeing is a generation that's afraid to try things. They're afraid to dream big. They're af- because sometimes it's driven by failure and I can see it with my boys that mm-hmm. well I may not be able to do that well, who cares yeah mm-hmm. you know I, I want my my boys to have the ideal it's it's okay to try something and fail uh-huh. it's all right to dream big and not succeed it and so I does that make any sense mm-hmm. so so to a certain you know I, with, with um, Spencer you know I'm constantly hey well it's too late for that no it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know it's never too you know for dream sure. big for sure. um, don't be driven driven just to be driven but you know it's okay if god puts big dreams on your heart sure to pursue them sure um, so I, I don't know maybe 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 i'm maybe i'm thinking wrong on that but i i do sense that there's just this extreme fear that if i put something out there and i don't succeed um and you see that with the teens mm-hmm. for sure um, for sure which yeah. I think comes down to just the very individualistic nature of our cultures that we are defined by the things we do. Right. I feel like I was, this, it may have even been last week during that conference, they were talking about how the idea of job satisfaction has changed so dramatic, dramatically in just even a couple of generations where before you were satisfied with your job, if it paid the bills, right. provided for your family, gave you that structure. And now you're not satisfied with your job unless it is this thing that just, feeds you and I just think that's so interesting I think there's just like a different definition of success and there's times I'm like looking at my boys and I'm like I want them to be satisfied with where they are in life if they are doing the things that they need to be doing right and that there might there might not always be that oh this is the best day every day is the best day ever but that there is some um, refining that happens just even through perseverance you might not love it all but you can persevere and well and I'll give you Dylan Okay, so Dylan's got music talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Dylan puts out there, "Hey, I want to write songs," mm-hmm. you know what we what we're putting out there is okay. Well, when people accept your songs or people sing your songs or you make mm-hmm. money on writing songs, mm-hmm. then you're a songwriter. Yeah. No, 
that's not that's, that's not right. the case. You write songs, you're a songwriter. You're songwriter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're writing you're writing books, you're writing books. You know, so so I you know, I you know, okay, I want to be a writer, okay? Well what I think the problem is when you set these things, these expectations of what has to happen before you are what these things you're feeling like you're called to do. Right. And so it's it's okay to be a writer that never publishes a book. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's all right to be a songwriter that nobody ever sings your song. That, that's not the point. The point is doing those things that you are driven or you you feel inside mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And and being okay. So I, I guess it's a a lot with this. I think we need to make sure our kids are trained with this ideal that this ideal of self-fulfillment does not come from outside, mm-hmm. but it comes from inside. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm talking to you. I think some of those come down to like even just those hobbies and having those types of things that, um, but you have to have space in your life and margin to pursue those hobbies. And right. so it might not be your nine to five job right. that is where you are really creating, but it might be when you set aside that time that this is, this is my rest. This is where I have space for that. That's good. Well, moms, mom, we appreciate our moms. And uh, I, I know this is a, we talked about this a little bit, that Mother's Day is one of those, it, it could be a, a very uh, bittersweet uh, it could be a very difficult holiday. Um, we, it, it, moms have such a an important role in our life, and uh, and sometimes it's it doesn't work out like we would like, and uh, and so. But we do appreciate um, not just the moms, but the, the the women in our congregation. We appreciate everybody in our congregation that uh, that that uh, are, are a part. But uh, we wanted to do this today just as a special. Uh, for that, maybe we'll talk about fathers and let Mara pepperize. Questions, yes. <laughs> Starting my list already. Yeah, no, our answer will be, oh, no, ask Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Terry does that. Uh, love you, Terry. You're a great mom. <laughs> All right, anything before we head out? Nope. Let's let, mom, let's let the mom pray for us. All right. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for this, this time and for this conversation. Lord, and for the way that, um, Lord, I just pray that it's drawing our hearts and our minds, Lord, towards the women who have invested in our lives, Lord, whether they are our moms or they are just other people who have taken um, the space and put in the effort to um, to help us to grow to the people that we are. Lord, I pray that um, this conversation will, will be uh, glorifying to you, Lord, and that it will help us as we spur each other on towards good deeds and towards healthy marriages, Lord, and healthy partnerships between parents that ultimately um, will be reflected in the way that we love and raise our children. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bye. See you all.